Welcome to the Naughty Mama Podcast, the podcast that exposes the realities of being a mama and an everyday lady just trying to work out the naughty parts of life in a joyful and mindful way. I'm your host, Megan Wiggins, and every week I'll be sharing moments of real-life lessons, stories, and helpful tips for not doing all the things, but loving the hell out of the most important things. Expect to hear, laugh, and learn about the nitty-gritty of motherhood, basic life on the daily, dealing with anxiety, and how to untangle them with mindfulness, meditation, and a whole lot of compassion for this naughty self. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hello, naughty ladies, and welcome back to the Naughty Mama podcast. This is Megan Wiggins, and as always, I am so happy and thankful and grateful that you are listening. I really cannot believe it sometimes when I see how many people have downloaded. It's just a wonderful feeling. So thank you so much for supporting me. And if you'd like to, always remember you can leave a review. That's how people find me on all of the podcast apps. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Without further ado, I want to get into our topic for the week. And it's one that I chose based on a book that I'm listening to. I used to read books all the time in high school. College kind of ruined me because there were all the books that I had to read. And then since having the boys, I have done mostly audible books because that's how I can get my quote unquote reading in, um, in the car on the way to and from different places. And So Audible is the way that I go these days, and I'm always looking out for the latest and greatest books. Definitely a self-help book, mindfulness book, meditation book junkie, and so Pinterest knows me all too well because I pin those books all the time, and so they're popping up like crazy, and there is one that I found on my Pinterest page that I had tagged. I listened to the little snippet on Audible, liked it, thought I'd go ahead and get it. And it really is interesting how sometimes the things that you've been thinking about and ruminating about come to life through the most unusual things and in the most unusual places. So backing up, after I graduated from college, I was very lost because we were in the middle of the recession and it was really hard to find a job, especially in advertising public relations, which is what I got my degree in initially. So I kind of floundered, but then landed in a job that I really enjoyed at the local community college and had a couple positions there that fit my life so well during that time in my life. And I was so grateful for that. 
Then I had the boys and decided to be a stay-at-home mom. And that has been my number one job. I've done a couple other things on the side, if you know me well. I've done dabbled in some macrame and uh, workout instructing, things like that. But my main thing is being a mom. Very, very important, but I've always had in the back of my mind this question as to what am I going to do when they go into kindergarten? Because that was the benchmark for me is I want to be with them and spend as much time with them as possible and grow with them and learn with them through that young part of their lives. And then when they got into kindergarten, I've always wanted to do something for myself and go back into the working world. But what that is, I have had no idea. I knew I didn't want to go back into doing what I was doing previously. Like I said, it was a wonderful fit and I totally enjoyed it for the time that I was at in my life, but it wasn't a lifelong career. So that left me really wondering and For the last five years, it's honestly caused a lot of anxiety for me and a lot of self-doubt. What am I good at? What could I even do? What can I even offer, especially after taking five years off in the working world? So this this is a, a whole nother topic too that I'd love to explore more if that's something that everyone else is interested in. But for right now, I'll just say that it's it's definitely been a journey to figure that out. And then last spring, I was doing some writing for my therapy. It's a part of my therapy to write. I love writing. And then just to get it out of my mind, all of these swirling, twirling thoughts, to get it out onto paper, I find that when I do that, the anxiety lowers because it doesn't have a place to just live and simmer in my head. <laughs> So as I was doing that, I just started writing furiously about my experience. And I I know I've told you, so I won't go into detail, but all the way from infertility to postpartum depression. And as I'm writing, I am just getting so angry, like literally furious, a fire burning in my stomach. And usually it's not anger, it's tears and anxiety and sadness. But this time around, it was a lot of anger because it finally hit me that I, and this is no fault of anybody else's either, I think it's just our society in general, but I had no clue what kind of resources were out there for me to be dealing with these traumas one right after another. I just thought that I had to grin and bear it and barrel through it. And that created a lot of of terrible stuff for me that I'm that I'm still working through. And my thought was, here I am, a middle-aged white woman who has an amazing supportive husband, incredibly supportive community around me of family members and friends. I have the means monetarily to get help or get the things that I needed, the education and the societal role to be able to do that. And I 
I still struggled so hard. So if I had all of that, how would somebody else that doesn't have that handle some of the things or all of the things that I went through? And maybe not the exact same things that I went through, but the but traumas and 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 experiences that really affect you negatively and that really devastated me and that's the part that really made me angry but it also inspired me to look towards my future and decide that I want to go into the mental health profession and become a therapist. So I was really excited. I talked to my therapist. She gave me some great suggestions of places to apply to. And I did. It was really scary. I had to fill out a resume for the first time in like seven or eight years, come up with some essays, ask people for letters of recommendation, do all the things. And it was as scary as it was, it was also really exciting and brought me to life in a way that I hadn't felt in a really long time. So I applied at the beginning of December last year, found out that I made it to the second round, which was interviews did my interview at the beginning of March and then waited, waited, waited. And finally, a week and a half ago now, I found out that I did not get into the program, at least not initially. I am on the wait list. So I'm very, very grateful because there was a wild amount of applicants to begin with. So I'm very grateful to be on the wait list. Obviously crushed at first to not get in right from the get-go. I was really, really excited. I put my neck out there. I laid it out all, all out on the line. And to not get accepted was a little bit of a, of a punch in the stomach. At the same time, though, my husband pointed out to me, he is simply amazing, that I did something really brave and something that took a lot of courage. And at least I tried and I did everything that I could. And that is the truth. It showed me at the very least that I can do things that scare me and I can come out on the other end feeling really good no matter the outcome. So then I landed in a place of what do I do next? I'm on the wait list, but who knows what's going to happen. So how do I keep this momentum moving forward? And automatically, my mind went to push, 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 barrel through, push through that wall. Because if I don't, then yeah, I'm going to lose the momentum. If I don't, then that's showing people that I don't care about my future. If I don't, that means that I'm not supporting my family monetarily. If I don't, it means that I'm being lazy and giving up. All of these things start swirling into the brain cells and really making a muck and a mess of of 
of my mind. So I yeah, I did. I, I went right into the now what do I need to do? And coming full circle to this book that I am listening to, I know it took me a long time to get there, but hang with me. It's called The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. And something that she talked about that hit me because, again, it's wild how you start suing over things and then something hits you out of the blue that correlates with that. And this was that. So Martha Beck, she starts talking about integrity, not in the way that we think of it now as far as being truthful and people being able to rely on you and believe you. It's more about the integrity as the word initially was meant to be. It's the aligning of who you really are in body, mind, and spirit. It's aligning yourself with who you are and not with what society and cultural norms are are pushing on you, which is really hard because we learn those from the beginning and some of them are very important. And we obviously need social norms and stuff to make it through life and to also be safe in some situations and so on. But it's also very hard to determine who we are between and amongst all of the societal stuff. So she talks about how we can start to to work through and and find these norms that are our own norms to ourself and and being true to ourselves. Within that, she talks about how people are used to just pushing. They're used to just barreling through, grinning and bearing it. If it's not working, I'm just going to keep on trying it because maybe I'm not trying hard enough. Maybe I'm not coming at it from the right way. Maybe I'm not enough in general. I need to do more because this should work and it's not working. And that whole concept is a wild one. And the way that I kind of connected this to my recent experience with graduate school and applying is that here I was, I, I tried, I granted I am on the wait list, but I, I tried, I didn't get in from the initial response. And then my first reaction was, well, how, how do I, what's my next thing? I got to get to the next thing. Like, I can't stand still. I can't just stay here. I can't just be with this because if I do, then X, Y, and Z. I need to research more schools. I need to research this. I need to, maybe I need to pivot and think about doing something different. What else would I be good at? And quite frankly, it's super exhausting and sometimes a waste of time. I realize that this is a constant roadblock in my life. This feeling like I need to push forward, push through. I call it bulldog my way through it. 
And I've noticed this in myself before, but it's a sneaky little bugger that because it also comes from society, I feel like we are taught that if we are not constantly forward moving and if we're not constantly trying to figure out the answer to the problem, that we are either being lazy or we're not trying hard enough or we need to be more of something. And that is not healthy. (laughs) It is not the truth and it is not healthy because sometimes the magic, sometimes the answers come when we stop trying to push. We can simply just look at the situation for what it is, give ourselves some grace some kindness reaching back to last week's episode and some time to move to the next thing without pushing. This is not about waiting forever for things to happen. I, I, I'm definitely not in that boat of just thinking that great things will happen and hoping that they'll happen and just waiting for the world and things to come to me. There's definitely a synergy between what we do as individuals and then what the universe, what God, whatever you believe in has planned or or brings up for you. But it is about, I guess you could say ironically, uh, oxymoron, pushing against that social norm of pushing and just letting it be. So I am challenging myself to be okay with being in this moment with the possibility that I can still get in and at the same time keeping my eyes open for possibilities, keeping my heart open for possibilities and still moving forward, but in a way that's a lot more gentle and a lot more, a lot smarter, I guess you could say, rather than trying to push this wall down. I'm going to maybe put up a lawn chair, (laughs) turn on some sweet tunes, sit next to it, lay in the sun, I don't know, and uh, find a way around under over rather than trying to push through, which is impossible. So I guess in the end, my little tidbit of maybe being the guinea pig (laughs) in this type of situation is that it does feel good to realize that I can stop pushing and still be productive and forward moving. I have asked myself these questions and have kind of gone over this myself. And so I guess I'll just propose it for you to do as well in case you're in a situation where you're feeling like you're just running your head into a wall over and over again. So maybe ask yourself, you know, what situation in my life right now am I pushing? Like, what am I trying to bulldog my way through? And is it working for me? Like, how long have I been trying to do this? 
And when I think about this situation, how does it make me feel? You might have to pause this and really sit with that for a moment to really feel what that does to you. Just thinking about that situation that you're pushing, pushing, pushing at. I guarantee that it's probably some type of naughty feeling inside of you that's all balled up. Maybe your breath gets really shallow or you even stop breathing for a moment because it's just taking that much energy out of you thinking about it. Now, think about if you just stopped, if you let that situation be. Maybe you let it simmer for a moment. See how that feels when you just let go of that situation that you've been pushing, pushing so hard for that is just not working and you finally release that, you let it go, like they say <laughs> the Disney movie, just kidding. Um, the kids were watching that the other day, so it's top of mind, but you just let it go, let it be and do that for a couple days see what happens. Maybe a new solution or maybe a whole different route comes into view that you couldn't even see because you were so tunnel vision into this wall that you've constantly been hitting. Whatever that may be, there's so many things in life that that we do this with. So just some food for thought. I've been thinking about that a lot myself, and it's quite interesting when you realize that there are a few more things that you've been doing that with than you thought, and all of them lead to that naughty feeling in your stomach. So, with that, please be kind to yourself. Think about some situations where you can maybe just let it be, let it go, take a deep breath, see where it goes, where it flows without trying to push it along. Thank you so much for listening. You are enough and you have got this, sister. Don't forget it. I'll chat at you next week. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Naughty Mama podcast today. I'll be back next week and hope you'll join me again. For now, don't forget to hit subscribe and please share the podcast with your friends and anyone else who you think would enjoy. Thank you. Have a great week. And remember that when all else fails and you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on, sister, because you've got this. You are enough.